Okay. Hi. Welcome to Relationship. I'm Stacy, And I'm Oha. Okay. You ready to do this? I'm totally ready. This is going to be our first one. So you have to make a good impression right now. Okay. Nobody will listen again if you don't. You, you sure? I'm totally sure. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you just nodded your head. You have to talk. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Microphones. Podcast. Let's do this. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So what do you think about the name Relationship? Uh, I think it's pretty like accurate depiction yeah. of uh, the past couple years. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you know, just uh, there's good ones and there's bad ones and there's shit ones. And we're here to talk about some shit ones. Mostly shit ones. Yeah. I don't think I want to talk just about the bad ones. I'm fine with talking about all of them, but I feel like uh, it's mostly bad for me how I pick. I delight in your stories and revel in all of your pain and in all of your glory as well. <laughs> Thank and you. And I enjoy hearing about um, I enjoy hearing about good relationships because I think the contrast provides some some good fun focus. It's nice. We'll have people on here in good relationships, and they can help us. They can <laughs> help me be normal. <laughs> I need it. Um, oh, okay. So how would you define your like dating life, your philosophy, my philosophy? Um, I would probably say, um, just, I know this sounds so cheesy, but like a put yourself out there for a really long time. I just didn't, I was like, just so consumed by my own like time and my own worries and my own stuff. I wasn't really focused on relationships at all. As a matter of fact, probably pushed them away on a you know, 50 different occasions. I was like, yeah, totally. And then I just kind of moved on. Um, and now I feel more, uh, kind of open to it. So I'll ask people out on dates if I like them. I have actually, I have one person that I'm going to ask out on a date. (gasps) Oh my God. I don't even know that. I haven't told you. Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Um, Okay, mine. Um, okay. Are you asking mine? Yeah, I oh, am asking Are you yours. asking? <laughs> what okay. is yours? Okay, uh, since you asked. Okay, my philosophy on dating. I don't put that much value on dating. Honestly, I think I've put a lot of value on sex and had a lot of that. But dating, I'm in my 30s now and I feel like it's time to settle down. Really? Maybe. Maybe think about it. Maybe like decide what you really want or something. I feel like I have slept with enough people that I'm like over that part of it and I never thought I would get there but I'm just ready to either like find somebody who's like good dinner conversation or just lay in bed and watch Law and Order by myself you know what I mean or have somebody that wants to lay in bed and watch Law and Order after dinner with me you know what I mean I find that I am still just as far away from that as I have ever been yeah, but you're in your 20s. It's like I'm fine. 29. Yeah, Stacey. but I'm telling you, look, the difference between 29 and 30 is like years difference. Really? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's and the same. In my mind, I guess I just like I think about how difficult it is to find somebody that you're compatible with enough to like spend you know years and years of your time with. For me, it's not that I, I don't feel cynical about it. I just don't 
feel hopeful about it either. I just feel sort of like an inert feeling towards relationships. Okay. But maybe that's the point. Maybe it's like, Hey, if there's nobody that's worth it for you, then you just stop worrying about it instead of always like focusing on it. For me, I've, I didn't worry about it at all for Mm -hmm. like five years. Like didn't even really think about it in a lot of ways. Um, and didn't even really like, like a lot of people in that way. And now I'm starting to change a little bit my tune. So who knows? Maybe two years from now, it'll be like, I want a baby and a husband. And Ew. I want us to hang out in our house in the suburbs of Houston and live together with our dog fly. And then fly? like pretend we're really happy if black people move into the neighborhood. Oh, okay. So no black neighborhoods. No. No. no you sound joking. like you're like a street away from a black neighborhood right there. I know. That's, that's how Houston is. But what I'm yeah. saying is uh, I consider some people in Houston to probably feel that way. Ugh, gross people. Hey, what kind it's of dog a character? Is- yeah. What's her name? The character's name? Yeah. Uh, probably something like Veronica. Veronica. Veronica Tribit. 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 Is that German? Yeah. Tribit. Small town. A small town German? Yeah, small town. Yeah. Small town German person. Okay. Lady. Um, well, I just, I mean, I'm happy for you, Veronica. Um, thank you. (laughs) Veronica's a racist. We don't want racists on here. No. Um, I think that you could change your mind. I always tell people that I reserve the right to change my mind. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. But I don't think I know what I don't want or what I do want as exemplified in my horrible dating stories that I will share on here. I have stories of times that I've like gone out with a guy and like hated it halfway through, but like finished the date, like just because stayed in it, never had the courage to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, or I have not talked to a guy because I've been like, no, that guy is not going to like me. And I've stayed the hell away from her or something. So maybe now it's just like a time of expression. I'm going to use this podcast to figure out what I want and to quiz people on what they did wrong so I don't make the same mistakes. I think that's probably a good like a good way to look at it. You do? I think so. I think that the knowledge of, you know, all of our friends and people that we think are smart and funny combined will probably give us some insight on how to do things better. Uh-huh. And maybe we'll it's very likely that we'll fuck up a lot and then we'll tell people all about it. Do you think that being in like your just the comedy side of your life, do you think that inhibits or helps your did I say inhibits right you know yeah is that a good word okay um I think it helps for sure I've always uh, I've always been somewhat of a self-aware person definitely parts that I couldn't access but I think through comedy and just thinking about those things on a regular basis improv and stand-up it all just is like leads to sort of discovering parts about yourself that you're kind of unwilling to talk about on a regular basis. So for me, it's been helpful in terms of like just getting to know myself and finding the kind of language of like how I feel and why I do the things that I do and then trying to express those like those idiosyncrasies on stage somehow while I'm just talking to people about stuff. And then when it strikes a nerve and you can see another improviser or somebody in the audience watch you say something and think, oh, shit, I've been through that, then that really, I think, is like a connection tool. So I feel more connected through comedy for sure. Okay. Do you think that translates to dating or should it? 
I don't know. I find that like if I do like somebody, I tend to be really like upfront and forthcoming about. I think it's funny to like list off defects of mine uh-huh. on a first date because I think it's yeah. hilarious. I just think it's funny where I'm like, oh, I'm slightly narcissistic and I like go up on stage and hope everybody likes me. And also that's I'm late all the time. Yeah, that's so a default. That is a default. <laughs> just telling um, somebody you go up on stage is not a default. No, but I think there's something inherently narcissistic about going up on stage yeah. and wanting people to like like what you're doing, mm-hmm. to like like what you're doing. Um, like, I like, like, like it. Okay, like, like I like going on stage, but like, I like love it. Too. Yeah, that's how I feel. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, I think it's given me some some language that I didn't have before. What about you? Um, so I feel, you know, um, I feel like doing this. First of all, there's like so much fun stuff to do and we're in Houston so it's a smaller scene you have a lot more opportunity that's been given to us by you know comedy people um you can get on shows you can make your own shows you can um create anything you want so there's a lot of that that takes up time plus we all have jobs if you wanted to fill every single day with a show in Houston you could you could do that and you could be involved in those things. Yeah, totally. So that takes up a lot. But I find it so fulfilling personally because I have a real job too. I have a career. And then this is like a side hustle, passion. Like it's not a hustle. I don't get paid for it. Um, free podcast. Um, and I find it so, so fulfilling. So for me, finding a guy that's like worth that would be hard. But at the same time, being around all these fucking creative dudes, I get talent and women all the time. Yes, I'm like, oh, that dude's so good at this thing that he's doing. I'm yeah. like, I like that. And women, there's like, yes. you know, hot women doing like funny things um, that you're just like, oh shit, like. But you can't don't shit where you laugh. You know what I mean? I think that's a great bit of advice which you have yet to follow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're terrible. You Um, shit where you laugh every day. Hey, if there was a Tinder just for beta theater, like, I think I would kill on it. You would murder on it. There would also be only 20 people, of which a half of one is eligible for you. A half of a one? Yeah, I don't know which half. The penis half, probably. I'll take take either top or bottom. I can make it work. You'll take the brain part. I can make it work. Um, Skull fuck them. Um... I no, I think that it makes it easier because you meet people. You're right. You meet people like that come through. But I'm just trying to like decide if that's good or not. I have this conversation with my clients a lot because I'm a hairdresser, right? Some people don't know that out there. A style hair. Good at it. Thank you. Um, I style hair for a living and I talk to all different people from all different walks of life. But obviously, the people that are in Houston the most are young professionals, oil jobs, um, you know, around the same age as myself. Um, and they think I'm like crazy. You're crazy, Daisy. Like people think ooh. I'm crazy too. If you, if you know, if I had a corporate job, which I did at some point in my life, I always felt like I was like the zany fun one who says weird stuff. Oh, there goes Oha again, making a joke. Yeah. And uh, that's a painful position to be in is yeah. to be like a kind of a solo person in a corporate environment. What? Like 
basically like holding back dick jokes all day long <laughs> is all I did in my corporate work. Oh, I don't see. I don't have to hold back dick jokes. And you are lucky. I can say them. I'm the fat Amy of cutting your bangs. You know what I mean? Um, and my clients are always like, you're crazy, you know, but if I tried to date somebody in their industry, oil and gas, how would that work out? I mean, I would love to give me a chance people. <laughs> I'll do it. Give her a chance. I think you'd be successful at that. I think there's some guy like our friends, Will and Liz. Have you met Will and Liz? Yeah. Stockdale. Yeah. We love you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, Liz is like incredibly creative. Hey, She's Liz is got, the best. Liz is the best. Uh, but she has uh, like a very specific kind of corporate job. I wouldn't call it corporate. I know teaches, what she is, but yeah, um, it's not corporate at all. Yeah. It's education. Not corporate. It's education. But Will is very much like a button up. Yes, business he is. Guy. And he's so uncomfortable when he comes there. I love it. Yeah. And he, I think Liz and him get along in that way. I think you could totally find somebody that finds your kind of ridiculous, fun nature, like a, you Maybe. Know, a breath of fresh air as opposed to a something. Breath- that, like, I think my sense of humor is the farthest thing from a breath of fresh air. I think it's a breath of fresh air. Oh my God. You're I mean, like so it's blinded laced by me. with fart jokes and like things that make dense air. But other than that, <laughs> was that a bad joke? No. Was that a bad joke? It was good. It stunk. You know what I mean? Ooh. Hey, um, I don't think so. I find most, have you watched that documentary, Women Aren't Funny? I haven't. Okay. It's Bonnie McFarland, I believe. She's married to a comedian and she did a documentary where they talk to a lot of male comedians in New York. She goes up, it's a whole thing, but, and they talk to female comedians too. So in the documentary... Um, she interviews these guys and they're, they're honest. I'm not faulting them at all, but they're being honest and they're, most of their opinions are women being funny is not attractive where they put that on their, and they're comedians where they put that on their skill. They're, uh, like a list, you know, whatever, like ranking, like, I don't know. A guy the ranks things a- I find attractive about a woman. These is these are the top ten. Yes. They'll put like okay. lo- like being funny at number nine or something or yes. number eight. So um, uh, I they don't say it right. Okay. Um, so to me, I'm like, oh fuck, that's like what I have going for me, and I like have good teeth or something. You know what I mean? You have great teeth. Thank you. Um, but so I have good teeth and funny but these guys are like oh no we don't give a shit about funny girls that's annoying i don't know i find that like um in my regular life people want i i feel like people like i know guys that i that i feel like they like me but they're not quite sure how to like express it like they'll follow me around sometimes or they'll ask my opinion a lot or they'll laugh or flirt with me but that's kind of where it sort of simmers where it ends so I don't know. I think maybe there's like a there's a combination of maybe you do like funny girls, but you value um, hotness you know, more. Hotness, or I think in a lot of ways, guys want somebody who looks good with them, who they can like go present to people and be like, "Hey, this is my person. Mm-hmm. Look Isn't what I she got. Fucking so hot." And I think it takes a strong guy, honestly, to not care about that. I know, uh, not out of like. Oh, look at him. His hero-ness is like fucking this fat girl who's like funny, but she's not cute. I think it's more of like a, 
I think it takes strength to present anything to your peer group and have them have the possibility of ridicule happen to you. I think that in and, in and of itself is, is, is shitty and difficult. And I think that that's how people think. I mean, I don't give a shit if I like somebody and I think they're funny and cool. I'm like, here we go. Here's my world. I don't give a shit, but I can see how somebody who could be even a little bit weak minded could like somebody and then decide not to go for them because they're afraid and maybe not even like in a conscious way um, because they're afraid of how it's going to look to other people. And that's also a construct. People okay. probably won't even give a shit. Hold on. Let's unpack what you're saying. Cause sure. you just said seven points in that like monologue. Um, first of all, okay. I would like to point out that we also do that. Okay. There's also guys that we've been like, Oh, he's so cool. He's not attractive and we don't want to fuck him. Right. That has happened. That's we will not probably name happened. Yeah, of course not. Um, however, uh, okay. So the idea of that, they don't value funniness, but that's what I have going for me. I'm not hot. I think you're hot. No, that's stupid. Like, let's just be real. Like, I'm not hot traditionally. You're not going to see me on the cover of a magazine unless it's like... Fuck magazines. Yeah, no, I love magazines. You don't like magazines? I know you love magazines. I don't really care about magazines. You're not going to see me on a cover of a magazine unless it's one of those Ripley's Believe It or Nots where you make it yourself and you like pose. <laughs> like a DIY Stacy made I would do Ripley's Believe It yeah. or Not and you'd be on the cover of it. Um, but you were talking about like, I don't, I mean, I've dated plenty of guys that like do not mind how I look that I go out, but I wear like a lot of makeup. I like try to dress well. I like show my tits when I need to, you know, like trying to get past Welcome that. Welcome to the party, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Stacy's showing her tits. I do try to show, I show my vagina at beta theater I've more than it. I don't. Yeah. I love that. I don't mind your Do vagina. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually it's too much. No, no, no. See, this is the problem is I don't think it's too much. I don't think it's too much at all. I think it's hilarious. I, I went around the other night showing my underwear to everybody and making a girl show her bra because it matched. That's stupid. No. Why did I do that? That's fucking great. Um, okay. So these, these men, first of all, can we just say if we're talking about guys in the comedy world, not thinking women are funny because that's a bigger problem than men outside the comedy world, not thinking, not valuing women being funny. If you're talking about the men inside the comedy world, I mean, none of them are Bradley Cooper. Okay. Like none of them are like, uh-huh. Those like is that the the sound for an attractive man? Yeah, like, <laughs> um, and then your tongue rolling out like. <laughs> so, none of them are like that, but they're so funny in their brains. You know, just on a. I think girls would value that more than they would value of somebody who's super we hot. Do. What is it? What was it? You that told me that if a guy can choose between like a nine yeah. and a funny six, they'll always go for the nine. Okay. You got it wrong. First of all, is but yes, right? I did tell you that Adam Carolla said on some, I don't remember where, um, Oh, on, on a Ferris unqualified. That's a podcast. Um, he said that between a nine and a seven, those are very close together. He said, um, a seven that is very funny into what you're into knows about sports, you know, whatever that person likes into your hobbies and all of the stuff interested in you versus a nine who doesn't know anything like not 
not dumb, not a bad personality, but not really into what you're into and just kind of her own thing. They'll pick the nine every time. And you did not like that when I told you that. Did I not? Yeah, you said Well, I think gross. maybe I was like outraged, but not necessarily at the at the idea of it. My whole thing is like the 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 construct of like what a league is and what a number is. It's all like stuff that we've assigned to beauty. Mm-hmm. And like for me it's like if a guy is thinking like that, I will literally I'll be like I'll be alone forever because I just will never be with a person who thinks that way, you know? If you're the type of person that'll choose a 9 over a funny 7 and it may be 99.9% of them, then I'll then I'll just never find somebody and I'm cool with that. It's just a matter of like I think my niche and the people who like me and who will like me are people who don't have that kind of language in their brains, which may be hard to find. It may even be impossible because we're generalizing here about no men choosing that. But I think that's fucked up and bullshit. Like, what if a guy that was what we were talking about before, like that we have been like, oh, yeah, he's really funny, but he's not attractive. Right. If that guy like liked me and pursued me and was hilarious and awesome and like supportive and on time and like into the shit that I'm into, all the things that you're not all on the time, that I'm not on time. I would totally consider it. I'd probably go on dates with him and then I'd figure out like, oh shit, what would I figure out? Maybe I'd figure out that I don't want to fuck him or maybe I'd figure out that because he's so great, I would want to fuck him, you know? Either way, for me, it's just the opportunity in the end. I would give that to other people. I would give that to the guys. I don't know if guys would give that to me. Yeah, but what you're talking about is first, I mean, I guess it's like sweet to think that that exists. So here's what I hear when I say that, when you say that. A guy without that... um, language I don't think there's anything wrong with like feeling comfortable inside your um area I think I'm like a strong two okay like two or three I think I'm a strong two or three so like I feel comfortable around other two or threes up to a five you know I've fucked eights and nines but like they're dumb um but that language is for anybody Everybody knows that language. I don't really speak in that language when I see a guy. I'm not like, oh, my God, that guy's a four. He can't say no to this. Um, (laughs) I don't do that. But um, I am, of course, clued in because I'm clued into the world. So you're asking for a guy who's not clued into the world. And then to me, what I hear, hold on, what I hear is a guy who, oh, God, when I imagine a guy who, like, doesn't speak in that language, as you say, it's like some guy who like only reads poetry, who like loves to talk about their feelings, who hasn't bought a new shirt in 10 years, like who probably lives in a warehouse with 20 other people and they're all artists. Like I just, that's what I hear of a guy who's like, I don't like subscribe to commercial views of beauty, that type of person. We all have an idea in our head of what's fuckable. It doesn't mean that what I think is fuckable is what other thing is fuckable, what other people think is fuckable. What I like is actually not attractive guys. Sorry, Alex. I don't, I'm not attracted to you. You're too beautiful. Because you're too cute. Um, I do not like attractive men. But so when I say that there's a guy who's really funny, but he's not attractive, he's not attractive to me. Like something about him is grody and I don't want to touch his dick. I totally, I support you in not touching people's dicks. No matter how much I laugh. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so uh, I'll rephrase the way that I said it. It's not that they don't have that language. It's that they do. They reject it. They're like, oh, I realize that 
um well any there's guy a any guy who has that language on the tip of his tongue is not even going to talk to you he's not going to talk to me he's not going to talk to anybody who is not servicing him in some way so 510 blonde or like long shiny brunette hair like they just aren't going to talk to us they don't have a purpose for us we're unfuckable i have met many men like that in my life i think i have two for sure that talk they like say Oh, hey, they get introduced by a friend and then immediately their lights dim and they go, unfuckable. And then I'm nothing to them. I do think that there is a definitive like currency in in Mm -hmm. sex and in how sexy you are, how hot you are to people. And I think that it comes from that thing. Mm -hmm. It comes from the idea that it's what am I looking for? And some guys are looking for a hot chick and they may want to get married or have kids or be committed. But the the person or the beacon that they're looking for is somebody who looks a very specific way. Now, in my mind, and I I won't brush, I won't, you know. Broad stroke it. Yeah, broad stroke it and say that everybody's like this. But if you focus on finding somebody that you think is super hot, eventually and i know that we say this all the time but eventually that goes away it just does it goes away and if you want to be in a relationship for somebody for 50 years or something and find somebody then why not on the front end be the type of person that looks for people who you love to talk to and really enjoy being around if at the end of it our penises and vaginas don't work and everything's dried up and shitty and it feels terrible Um, and maybe we're going to try to keep having sex, of course, but if at the end of it, we're both just in deathbeds and can't fucking move, who do you want with you? Like probably a nurse at that point. Yeah, probably like a hot one too. Get the fuck out of here with like your personality. Ugh. Uh, I just think it's, I, I, I would much rather be like a, a 90 year old person who can't move with a guy who's fucking hilarious and telling me jokes and making me feel good. Adorable. Yes. A guy who's not hot anymore and dumb. Nobody, but you're, I mean, to me, when people, no offense, you're just talking in this intense extreme that doesn't, to me, doesn't exist. First of all, if I fall in love with somebody who's like a fucking babe and we are together at 90 from now to 90, you I'm I'm assuming it's worked. Yes, I'm assuming a fucking personality has well, developed there. Before, if it wasn't working, yeah. So you're. Th- this is what I'm saying is like it's this extreme of like either really hot or really dumb, like. No, yeah, and I think that's the idea of like not. But that's not painting saying. with broad strokes. Well, no, I, I'm talking about at any point in your life. Yeah. I'm not talking even you're 90. Or no, it could be you're 37 and you have fucking cancer or something. Ew. Or I know, Don't but that, that shit happens. Me. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about in general. Oh my God. Or you're going through a tough moment in your life where you are like, you know, I don't know, financially unstable or you're having issues. Like, who do you want? Do you want somebody who <sighs> is super hot and like maybe not in your not in your wheelhouse in terms of like how they support you or how they love you? For me, it comes down to like what love means to people. And I think it means different things to people who go for people who are really hot as opposed to people who are really compatible with them. So what, okay. If I'm being honest, what you just said to me, who do you, when you have cancer, when you financially unstable, who I want when I close my eyes is Olivia Benson from law and order SVU. That's who <laughs> I want to be with. That's who I fucking want to be with. One. Dude. She'll um, take care of you. Okay. Oh, so switching gears a little bit just because we're talking already about us being fat we're both fat okay welcome so um that's me talking with food in my mouth that's what fat people sound like yeah to other people yeah um so tell me have you ever met a guy because i just said that you meet a guy who like 
computes that you're unfuckable and then you're dead to him. Have you ever met a guy who's like the opposite that you can tell right away that he's like, oh, fat girl, I'm going to fuck her. They want to like touch your soft skin and stuff. Have you ever met a guy just like and immediately you could tell? I've met a couple guys like that. What was it like? Tell me what happened. Well, it felt creepy right off the bat. Yes. Because... I think it always feels creepy when somebody, and, and I'm sure that other people go through this often, mm-hmm. when somebody thinks you're inherently attractive and they don't know you at all, and then they act like you're inherently attractive to them somehow. I'm like, what are you doing? There was a lot of like um, casual kind of like resting of the sh- like elbow on the side of my breasts that happened a couple times. I don't know why you get that close to people. Well, it was a close space. It was like a... It, I went to a show with a friend of mine and his friend that he brought with him. And we were all kind of standing in the actual pit watching the show, um, which is also maybe one of the reasons why his arms were touching the sides of my breasts constantly. But then there comes a point where I'm like, well, you could probably avoid this if you wanted to. You're just not avoiding it. And, you know, it wasn't like he was super invading my space, but it was just a lot of like looking at my belly and looking like at my body really often, which made me feel so self-conscious. Uh-huh. Um, and then also, Ugh. I know just talking a lot about like actresses that he likes, which ended up being more like fat. Who? <laughs> he said, Oh, he mentioned, uh, that he really, uh, liked Monica Lewinsky, okay. which I guess is like a white version of me. What? In some ways, this is what he... Monica Lewinsky's not fat. I know. She's just like sort of rotund. I don't even think anymore. Yeah. She's just like... Well, maybe then. I don't know. This was like, I don't know, 2006 or 2007. Oh. I wasn't I wasn't that fat then either. But yeah, I do find that that's a weird thing, which you hate. You hate it when like people think of it as a fetish and they want to like get all up in your shit because of that. Well, because I've, I've just had so much experience... I, I will say, like, if we're talking flirting styles between you and me, mine is more out there. You are so overt. I'm and very I love aggressive, it. but a lot of it's just to make myself entertained. But um, I have experienced a lot more. I think I, I dress more provocatively. My tits are out right now. I love it. Like, um, so men feel more comfortable, but I can smell it on somebody. I can fucking smell it on somebody the first time I meet them, even if they don't flirt with me. I can like smell you like fat girls like immediately. And then they're always surprised when I can tell. I said it to a friend of ours one time, like the first time I met him and I was like something about this guy, like I I couldn't tell if he really liked me because I was fat or really hated me. And then over time I'm like, oh my God, this guy's trying to fuck me. Um, But we're friends. Um, And eventually one day I was just like, dude, I can tell you want to fuck a fat girl so bad because he kept going, I don't want to fuck a fat girl. He brought it up. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Like, I can tell everything about your body. Like, the way you look at me, the way you talk to me, you always try to talk about my body or something like that. So it's not just strangers. It's your friends, too, that surprise you with it. But I get it all the time. You know what I hate? I I think I've found something that I hate. And I, I know hate is a strong word. But I hate it when you have, like, an 
unexplored like desire that you think is shitty that you're unwilling to like unpack for yourself. Yeah. Like if you like something, just fucking like it. Uh huh. If you're into girls who have like, I don't know, tattoos on their face. Cause you think they're badass and they look like, <laughs> like crazy bitches and you like crazy bitches. Embrace that. Mm-hmm. If you like fat people embrace that in my mind, I just, I don't like the idea of letting other people's desires for you or, the world's desire of what you're supposed to look like influence you so much that you are like capping a portion of yourself. I think that's what, you know, like if you're a a closet homosexual or you are, uh, I don't know, you're a dude who likes sewing or like anything that feels feminine and you like cut yourself off from the things that you want out Mm -hmm. of embarrassment towards what other people may think. Mm -hmm. I I hate it. I think you're just doing a disservice to yourself and a disservice to the world. Like come out with the shit that you like, just tell everybody, just be who you are. And then I think things will fall into place. Eventually. Uh I think people will be more accepting of all types of what you would consider quote unquote, like depravities or weirdness just because more people are abnormalities. Yeah. Things that would be considered abnormal. I don't think, having a fetish of fucking fat girls called is depraved. I don't think no, anybody well, considers that quote unquote, what other people think. I don't think that people consider it that I think that people just consider it abnormal because they're like, Oh, that girl's so unhealthy. Oh wait, I have a question. Have you ever had a guy try to feed you in bed? No. Oh my God. I have. have you had guys try to feed yes, you in bed? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I have had guys that like only want to touch the fattest parts of your body. Holy um, shit. Stacy. Hint. It's my vagina lips. Um, <laughs> Or, um, that's or, the fattest part of your body. No, but I wish, you know, um, look at these, you know what I mean? I think I could say that like, Ugh. <laughs> do a little dance. Ugh. Um, gross. Uh, I have had men literally try to like eat in bed. Now, granted their bed in their living room was the same place, but like, um, just try. So to, efficiency. Like, we're like narrowing down who this person is. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'll post it when we post this. Perfect. Um, uh, I would, um, yeah, he would like try to feed me things. Um, it was fine. Did you eat them? No. But I was like, get out of here. I'm not hungry. You know, this happened. It started so young and it wasn't until a girl told me what was happening. Cause I kept going, he would like bite my butt and say things like yum, yum. And like. I'm like, what's that? Like, sounds great. (laughs) Like, I just didn't know why he would like bite fat parts of my body, like my legs or something like that. And, um, and then later she was like, oh, he's like, you know, he's feeding you. He's doing all these things. He's like trying to, I thought he was being nice, like fried chicken at midnight. Yeah. Um, do it. But no, he was just like fetishizing my body because he was, he's very skinny. Like very, oh, I mostly fuck like really skinny guys. Yeah, I've never fucked a fat person, hey, I don't think. I fuck a fat person. And, like, look. No, actually, I wouldn't say fat. I fucked, like, chubby people, but not I haven't. fat people. Um, not out of any, like, non-desire to. I just haven't had the opportunity, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I have, and I just passed on it. <laughs> what a bitch. You're like, no, that guy's too around. Um, I would love to see how it works, like, with a fat guy in it, like a fat dick. I was like a, like a dick in there, but like a guy who like can't see his dick anymore. And then how do they do it? Does it work? I had to, it's supposed <laughs> to work. 
I told you this before <laughs> is that I just Sorry. was like, I don't know why people aren't like in it. There's like so many more parts of me to fuck. Than it's just my not vagina, true. What are they? What else are they going to fuck? They could list fuck the top three. Nook. Okay. They could fuck that nook between my forearm and like my bicep. Okay. They could do that. I don't, I mean, I don't know they how much fuck like my armpit. Yeah. Okay. They could fuck, but like in between my belly and my boob, they could fuck okay. my like <sighs> knee, that why would, that area right there. They could fuck, like they could put their penis like in my neck and I could just like put my shoulder up to my face like this. Like I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And they could fuck that. I don't think that you understand. I'm not, I'm not sure you understand exactly how sex works. Because, they could, um, because I don't think it works just like the, you don't just put your, they could fuck a car door if they wanted to. I know. They but, should if they want to. <laughs> but your own car though, please people. Don't fuck other people's cars. Um, I think that you, if you just, um, okay, so just right here. I uh, think it would In work. the elbow yeah. crook. Like try to put your finger in there. Yeah, I can, but that doesn't feel good. You know why they like to fuck vaginas? warmth and wetness well you just kind of rub on it and put some lube on it rub on that crook and there that's a short little dick too but hey been there um yeah i would think i think i want to try to like have sex with a fat guy or maybe i'll try to feed a guy in bed maybe i'll like you know just to investigate what it's like maybe i have like cadbury mini eggs next to my bed right now i'll just roll over and be like here poppy you know what i mean <laughs> take you call them poppy i don't know even if they're like really white and they're like what's that what is that what does that word mean Hey, Poppy. I called a waiter Poppy one time, and I was like, thanks, Poppy. And this other girl goes, that is really rude, because we're two white girls, and he's Hispanic. And I was like, oops. Um, and so I go, oh, my God. But I'm aggressive flirting. I'm like, hey, is that rude if I say, like, hey, Poppy? You know? And he's like, no, it's sexy. I, like I was like, it. damn, in your face. You know what I mean? You were um, flirting with him on purpose like that. Yeah, but I've- I was. I mean, like, I expected nothing. Um expected nothing from it yeah um but it's just fun to do i think you are great at flirting (gasps) thank you you i always am so entertained by you it's very aggressive men don't like it i think it's hilarious and i like it when you do it for my like for my excitement and enthrallment because i think it's so funny i think i i get laid in spite of my flirting (laughs) (laughs) not because of i had a guy friend the other night tell me Okay, just don't don't come on too strong. Because I was telling you about this other guy that's cute. Yeah. And I was like, what, me? Like, so sorry. Um, my microphone fucked up. Um, I She told I, you not like to come aggressive. on too strong? He did. It's he a guy, did? A guy oh, friend shit. Okay. was like, okay, cool. And we had gone on a date years ago, and it didn't work out. And we're, like, laughing about it or whatever. And I was like, this other guy's really cute. And he's like, okay, just don't come on too strong. And I'm like... Can Me? People, can people tell? Um, I feel like guys like when you like bite at them, like, you know? <laughs> you do. Um, you also do like a hair twirl and then you bite on the lapel of whatever dress you're yeah, wearing. But I don't have a, ha- I don't have hair and I can't like, my dexterity is not good with my neck. So I can't like grab my clothes. So I have to put it in my mouth. I feel like I'm a terrible flirter, Stacey. Yeah, you're you going to have to give me. Like, no, you're a bad flirter. Tips. Uh, this is how you flirt. Oh, cool. Okay. Hey, hey, bye. Bye. 
Um, <laughs> do that. That's exactly like what it is. Friend. I go, hey, yeah, yeah, totally. I, I get real like um, like buddy friendly. Yeah. Like we're friends. You're broing out. I bro out. Nobody wants their t- put no. their dick in a bro. No, nobody wants to put. I, I know people who want to put their dicks in a bro. No, no, not in their own bro. Okay, in their own bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely friendly it up. I call people buddy a lot. Yeah. Or like dude when I'm that's flirting. The, hey, that's the kiss of death. You might as well be like, hey, girlfriend. I should do that. Okay. No, they won't I like won't, it. I won't do it. Okay. I won't. If I call a guy girlfriend, which I love to call men, hey girl, like, you know, anything like a uh, uh, girl, please, or girl, stop, you know, girl, bye. Um, I will do that as a way to assert dominance over them, you know, just to let them know who they're fucking with. Um, but I never want to do it if I'm fucking it because I, I don't want to do that. And if I do, to me, being called dude is that equivalent. If a guy that I like like is like, yeah, dude, I'm like oh, immediately no. you're like, you do not want to have my sex dick with shrinks me. so I fast. Feel um, we should go on a um, flirting experiment, okay. you and I, and you'll flirt, and then we'll give each other feedback on how it went, and then I'll <laughs> flirt, and you'll tell me how it went, which um, we both know will be terrible. Okay, so I've been asked to do that before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ruth Hirsch, the queen herself. Okay, so we'll have to go with Ruth. And she doesn't want to learn how to flirt, but she wants, she thinks it'll be funny to do something like that. And I was like, I'll teach you. I'm so excited. How to really scare men. Um, I'll do it. I'll dress you up. I'll tart you up as much as you want. I want to get tarted up. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that. The buddy flirting, the like, you could say buddy, but it has to be with like the smile that's like, I'm gonna like rip your clothes off. It's like, yeah, buddy. Like, you can't, if you're like, hey, buddy, move that chair. Um, Usually it's more like, um, we have similar interests, and then I'll just say stuff like, oh, yeah, buddy, I totally like um, that podcast, too. We're totally cool. Yeah, I do think truth and comedy, yada, yada. And I'm like jacking off in my brain. To no. this terrible conversation that I'm like pushing. And then also this is That's what happens. sexy to you? No, no, no. It's not. I just, my reaction is either to like treat people like a buddy or my reaction is to like leave the room and go Come. be in the toilet by myself. Which is like so sad <laughs> Have you happy. masturbated at beta? I have never masturbated at beta. Okay. Me either. Oh, good job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Me either. Not yet. Okay. Um, we have two more people in the room. Have you guys ever masturbated at beta? No. No, nobody's masturbated at beta here. Successful. But I think people have had sex in that seven minutes and haven't they? I think people have had sex in that room I think too. that here's what I think this podcast is going to be. You and I, um, like finding out, navigating genitals, navigating relationships, friendships, um, and like doing it with like really fucking creative people. We could, we'll work on your flirting. Okay. I'm excited about that. I want to like work on getting out there. Like I know that I feel like I have like a lot of like misconceptions about dating and sex. So I'm going to try to like expel those. I think I put too much stock in it and think it's like this really serious thing when in reality it should just be lighter Mm -hmm. and I should like exposure therapy myself into it. This is what this is going to be. Perfect. Exposure therapy for you to get some dick. Because you need to have sex. I should, yeah. Okay, you should. Um, and I need to slow down on it. Okay? So we're just going to go the opposite ways, but we're going to meet here. We're going to meet here in the middle of a relationship. Every week. Um, okay, so this is just like a little intro thing. I think that 
it's going to be really fun. You think it's going to be fun? I think it's going to be fun because okay. I love you and I think you're hilarious. I love you too. And I like spending time with you and talking about fun things. You're my favorite. Um, okay. So I think that the important thing to do is to thank Beta Theater for producing this. Thank right? you so much. Yep. They give us everything. Go to their website. They're very nice. Um, and then Alex for recording this. This is nice. And Jeremy for helping him. Um, so I guess we'll see you guys in a week. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Relationship.